Welcome to the first ever podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Bohm. Hey, if you're new here, this is a podcast where I interview artists of all kinds about the first experiences in their art form that led them to where they are today. So that's what I'm doing here. My guest this week is Kat Nijmedine, who is a photographer and creative director over at Pure Noise Records and uh, is also a part of the To The Front Collective, which was started by past guest of the podcast, Courtney Coles. Uh, I'm a big fan of Kat and her energy, so having her on was a real joy. Someone that I knew I would bug to come on, and um, I'm glad it worked out. Um, she's my neighbor, so she had really no excuse. Guess what, everybody? The show has its first sponsor. That's right. I've sold out, and it's ad time, baby. Rootless Coffee Company is a small batch roaster out of Flint, Michigan, making high-end coffee with bags designed by some of the comic industry's rising stars, collaborating with artists, bands, brands, nonprofits, wrestlers, comedians, and more. Rootless is the punk rock gateway to craft coffee. Easy to understand and delicious roast options. Listeners get 20% off their order using the code HARDTIMES at checkout when they visit rootlesscoffee.com. Any size, any grind, any time. Break free from boring. Hey, did you enjoy that radio episode? Did you check it out? I really love making it. And uh, you'll get more of those uh, every month. Um, but if you subscribe to patreon.com slash the first ever Patreon, you'll get two more of those a month. Uh, you can submit questions to upcoming guests and hear their answers as well when you subscribe. All right. On with the show. Here is my conversation with Kat Nijmedine. All righty. Kat, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. We, we just had a lot of fun trial and error getting this set up, but we, we muscled through it and here we are. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I hope I didn't add extra stress to your day today. No, absolutely not. Uh, are you, you're, so you're just working from home today? Yeah, I'm working from home, thankfully. Once 2020 happened, how, how quickly did the, the offices of Pure Noise be like, everybody just go home, we're, we're working from home? Um, within the first, probably like week of everything, like shutting down, yeah. um, the bosses were just like, work from home. And I was like, okay. So I like work on like two like iMac monitors. Um, so I transferred that into my studio apartment. Um, I had to plug in all my computer stuff, uh, into the kitchen. So that was, a. Yeah. That was fun to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's funny. I felt like that first, you know, like the first month of it, nobody really knew, like, do we work from home now or what do we do? And then there's then there was like the transition transitional period where people were trying to understand how to best even operate as a as a business while while everybody was at home, you know, like. Yeah, it was an experience for sure. Yeah. Did you did you how quickly did you get used to getting to work from home, though? Um. Honestly, it was in the beginning. I was like, oh, yeah, like this is kind of sick. Like I don't have to, you know, get dressed to go to work. I can literally just roll out of bed, make breakfast and sit at my desk all day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the perks, the perks. Oh, um, it was great. And like yeah. the first two, mu- two and a half months of uh, the pandemic, I was with my parents in Fresno because mm. they were like, oh, yeah, like um, you're working from home. Like we don't want you to just like be in your studio apartment like by yourself. Um, so I packed up my computers and just grabbed a bunch of things. I honestly thought I was going to be home for like two weeks or so, and it turned into two and a half months. Sure. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, loneliness got the better of a lot of people, people that were living on their own and, and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, to have that that family, you know, structure to kind of keep everybody together yeah. and everything like that. That's important. I yeah. Totally and like, understand. I got to like hang out with my little brother, which, uh, was sick. And like, I brought my PS4 with me. What else do you need? So at my parents' house, I don't really have a room anymore. Like it's my little brother's room. Mm-hmm. So they had me staying in our like fancy room. Like, you know, the room that has like the leather couches in it and like the China <laughs> that you're not allowed to go into when you're a kid. Uh-huh. Um, they were like, so this is kind of going to be where you're staying. Um, I think the first like two days I was there, my grandma didn't like understand quarantine. So she invited her like other old friends over. And I was like, yo, you can't do this. Right. And she like, wasn't, it wasn't clicking. Yeah. Um, so I confiscated her TV out of her room and I like put it like where like my, uh, makeshift room was. And I was like, this is mine now. Yeah. Of course. I mean, you got you to gotta stake your claim. I totally understand. Yeah. And I would just spend the entire day playing Call of Duty. And then I would also be playing with my little brother while he was like in his room. That's amazing. That's amazing. There is wor- there's worse things to have to uh, spend your time doing. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're Fresno uh, born and raised, right? Born and raised. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're my friend who reps Fresno the hardest. And I appreciate oh, yeah. you for that. <laughs> Everyone, Uh, it's crazy. When I first moved to LA, everyone's like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, oh, Fresno. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was like, what do you mean? Like, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those places that, um, you know, a lot of people mostly know for being on the way from LA to San Francisco, you know, it's a, it's for a lot of people. It's probably where you got out to actually find food on that drive, you know? Um, and then started to become, you know, much more of a normal place for bands to play, especially if they're doing a West Coast tour. And I've always found Fresno to be like a really fun city to play because it definitely has a much different feeling than the Bay and L.A. It's its own thing. Could, oh, what, absolutely. Could you describe could you describe what that thing is? Um, yeah, I kind of realized this thing when I moved to L.A. and I was exposed to um, LA crowds rather than Fresno crowds. Um, mm-hmm. so in Fresno, like if a show was coming through, it was going to strummers and we'd get like a really like good show, like maybe like once a month, twice a month. Um, if we were lucky, um, kids in Fresno are hyped. If they're coming to see you in Fresno, like they're excited about it. Um, also strummers is only like a 400, like 50 cap, I think. Yeah. Um, so sold out shows at strummers. I always thought that was like a big show. Totally. Um, and then I came to LA and people would be like, oh, they're just playing, um, a small room, like 800 cap. I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) A small room. (laughs) The first time I think I went to like a thousand cap room. I was like, this is insane. Right. Um, but yeah, like LA crowds, like I think because there's so many shows so often, um, a people take it for granted because when you're at a lot of shows, like there's a lot of standing around. Yes, they're just like, yeah, I'll go to this show. Whereas in Fresno, it's like, yo, are you going to this show it's next an event. week? Like, yeah, it's an event. Yeah, no, that that makes perfect sense. Um, it's it's almost kind of reminds me of you know like a very 
common question that bands from the U.S. get is like, what's the difference between playing in, you know, Germany versus playing in the U.S.? And it's and often the answer is like, there's a huge feeling of like appreciation that you made the trek to go there, you know, and it sounds kind of similar to the Fresno thing, because, yeah, I mean, a lot of the smaller, you know, smaller markets in the U.S., if you're playing, you know, like the Boise's or the Twin Falls, yeah. Idaho's and stuff. Like, even if the show maybe doesn't drink, bring out more than 150, 200 kids, those kids are the most excited you'll probably play to the entire tour. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're like, yeah, like, I don't know the next time I'm going to see this band. Especially for, like, a lot of kids that don't, uh, like, travel to the Bay or L.A. for shows. Because, um, like, me personally, I didn't really start traveling for shows until, like, my senior year of college. Oh, wow. Because where'd a lot of times... Where'd you go I, to college? I went to Fresno State. Okay. Because um, a lot of times, like, the shows you really want to see are midweek. And it's mm. like, oh, cool. Like, I have a job and I have to go to class all day. And, like, if I have, like, a once a week, like, night class, like, I can't miss that. Totally. No, that makes perfect sense. Um, so, you know, the show is all about first experiences and such. And uh, I was actually curious, like, when... Do you remember the first time where you felt like... Uh, photography captured something that you, that just like thrilled you, you know, where like you saw, you saw a photo of something and you're like, I want to know how you do that. And like what that's all about. Um, honestly, I think I was in high school, so I Mm. didn't do show photography until, um, until like later in college because it terrified me, but Mm. I loved, uh, documenting stuff. Like, ever since I was a kid and I was just, like, asking for just, like, a Kodak, like, point and shoot, um, I would just take it around with me and I would take photos of everything. Um, Yeah, I just like to document. Like, I thought documenting things was the coolest thing ever. Right. What, so what was your, uh, what was the first, like, did you start, like, with, like, disposable cameras and then eventually you got your own, like, actual camera or what? Oh, yeah. So, um, like, my parents always had a film camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when I was younger, like I understood how film cameras worked, um, because I remember my parents would get so mad, like if they were trying to take a photo of me and I like screwed it up at the last moment, they're like, <laughs> why did you do that? And I was yeah. just like, oh, sorry. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not like digital where you could just do it a hundred times. Yeah. So my parents had that. Um, and then I would just get a bunch of just random, like toy digital cameras that like they actually took photos and like it was you'd like plug it into a computer like via usb and you'd have this like 240 pixel by like 240 pixel photo like that was just like a cool little thing like i would i remember being um in seventh grade and having like this mini tiny camera that like fit in my pocket yeah and i'd be like oh take a photo like i would take a photo of my friends and like oh my god that's so cool and i'm like yeah, it is. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah, the, uh, I, the I feel like the um, disposable cameras were were like so exciting, and then once like the very like first iteration of like digital cameras, uh, I mean, with like felt like they were the smallest pixel quality ever. But you know, they felt like you just had infinity in your pocket. Oh you know? yeah, absolutely. Like, um, oh my, I remember my mom bought me this. Um, it was a Barbie camera mm-hmm. and it shot like 110 film. So like, you, uh, that, like the longer one. Oh, sure. Um, and I remember 
like it was a treat to go to Walgreens and drop off the film. Like right. I'd be so excited to do that because I knew like the next day or so, like I would have my photos, just right. four by six, four by six prints. <laughs> I remember uh, when I was a kid, I had a Ninja Turtles camera. So sick. Uh, it was like bright green and on every one of the photos, which is the funniest thing that like this is something that you wanted. But on every photo in the bottom right corner was like uh, like a Ninja Turtle engraved <gasps> in every photo. I like, would it was like, love that. I would be shooting that now. <laughs> I'll I find think, you. I'll yo, find if you, you one. find one, I'll, yeah. I'll shoot on it. Yeah, I, I think finding <laughs> just like those like random types of cameras, like yeah, I think they're so sick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like something you can get at Toys R Us or something like that. But I just love that like it just burned this Ninja Turtle onto every photo, just completely negating like it's you know, cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's like it's, what what photos are you know kids taking pictures totally. of? Totally, they're pets. Exactly. But now here's my pet with a Ninja Turtle. Totally, infinitely yeah. cooler. You, you um, sold me. It is actually very cool. But yeah, when I was in like. Probably like seventh grade, I was, I like begged my parents to get me a, a digital camera. I was like, please, I need one so badly. Um, and I, what was I taking photos of? Like, I would sneak it to school and take photos of my friends. Right. Um, so my parents finally got me like a little like Kodak point and shoot from Costco. And I was hyped. I put that thing in my pocket all the time. Um, and then when I was in high school, I think I was like a junior. Um, I asked my parents, I was like, oh, like I want a DSLR. Like, can I, can I please get this? Like, please let me get this. Like my birthday's like, it could be early birthday, like for the next like three years. Like, I don't care. I just want it. Yeah. Um, so I made a deal with my parents that if I got a 4.0, um, one of my semesters, they would get me a camera. And so they did. And I was hyped. Were you already a good student or did you have to work for that 4.0? No, I was, I was a good student. Okay. I was a good student for the most part. Okay. Algebra 2 was not my forte. I am not a math person by any any means. uh, I'm not either. But I will say I did fail my uh, one semester of Algebra 2, and I had to go to summer school, but that's where I met my best friend. So Things happen for a reason, they say, right? It really does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what was... uh, what was the moment where you were like, you know, I want to make this be a part of my, you know, I guess, like, I want to make this kind of a career? Um, I think I kind of wanted to make it into, uh, like, more of my career because I do, because um, I started out just graphic design illustration stuff. Is that um, what you went to Fresno State for? Yeah, I got my degree in graphic design. Okay. Um. I just loved documenting since I was a kid. And I was like, oh, I want to learn how to document, like, you know, live music. Right. Because, like, you know, you see, like, photos from, like, you know, shows in the 80s on, like, disposable cameras or whatever. And you're like, this is sick. Imagine being the person that took this photo. Right, right. Was there any, like, specific photographers that, like, stood out to you that you you were, like, obsessed with? Or just you see photos in magazines and you thought they were awesome? Um, honestly, so when I was, uh, like a freshman in high school, I was like big on Tumblr. I loved Tumblr. I thought it was mm-hmm. the sickest thing ever. And I just followed a bunch of like scene photographers, like, uh, Maddie Vogel comes to mind. Cause I think he's always been like such a great photographer. And like now he's like touring with like Billie Eilish and it, it's so sick to see. 
And I yeah. remember as a kid, I was like, oh, I want to be a, I want to uh, be a touring photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents shot that down real quick. They were like, you're not <laughs> ever going to go on tour. And I was like, fair. <laughs> Is that anything you'd, have you, you haven't done that yet, have you? Uh, no, the most that I would do is just like weekends of warped. Um, I'm not, sure. I'm not a touring person. It doesn't, um, it doesn't appeal to me. I, I think I'm too me. much of a diva. Like I need to be asleep in my bed every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes a lot to, to be a specific, everyone learns in their first tour, like who's going to Who's going to, who's going to hack it? You know, like who, like, oh, this person's not built for it. You know, this yeah. person is and built the thing for is, it. is I can admit that I know that I'm not built for it. And that's not <laughs> something that like now at like 26, I'm like, I don't, that's not something I want. Right. I was sure. like, if you do it, like power to you, like, you know, that's your thing. I, it, I could never. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm curious, when did, uh, when did you start shooting on film and, and was the, how was that process for you? Like, what was your first experience doing the, doing film photography? Um, in high school I had, um, in, I signed up for the photo class cause I was like, oh, this is going to be so sick. Um, we did photography for maybe one quarter, um, and then they ran out of money. So it became an art class. Okay. Um, but we were allowed to like borrow, we had a bunch of like film cameras in class, um, that my teacher would just let it be like, all right, everybody take a film camera, partner up, go take a bunch of photos. And like, we'd have to learn how to like shoot people while they're in motion, like portraits, like black and white. Um, and then we would learn how to like develop and like process our film and like make prints and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is sick. Um, but I couldn't. I was going to ask, were you good at the darkroom thing? Because I had photo class and I could not, I couldn't even open the canister in the pitch black. I was so bad at it. I was so like I, clumsy. I thought it was the coolest thing. Um, <laughs> so I practiced. I was, okay. I was so excited to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could not make it work. I was, I, I would just have the kid next to me, but can you open one for me? I can't get it. <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely loved it. And then the fact that like we had like an actual dark room, mm-hmm. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like you see it in like movies with the, like the red light when they're printing. Yeah. That's a shame it ran out of funding. How did, how did, uh, other things are more important on campus sports. Yeah, of course. Of course. But I mean like, were they just like, oh, we can't pay this photo teacher and now it's an art teacher or was it the same person like given both jobs? Um, it was the same person. Um, but like we couldn't afford to, you know, constantly buy films and like paper for, uh, printing and stuff and like constantly buying like new chemicals. Right. Yeah. I mean, the California school system is pretty much a joke. I mean, I remember in my school, the, we had a class called parenting and it was run by the shop teacher and only because he had seven kids. That was his, that's what got him. It's like. That's, how do we know he's a good parent to those seven kids? Yeah, <laughs> you know that's, that's so yeah. wild. Yeah, very California. Very California. Um, when, uh, so do you remember, I was actually, I wanted to ask you, do you, once you started doing like concert photography, what was the first show you shot? Do you remember? Um, it was the Bouncing Souls in nice. Fresno. Nice, where? In Fresno. Uh, at Strummer's. I like one of my friends, um, like booked a bunch of shows at, uh, strummers and I just like hit him up one day. I was like, um, Hey, do you think that I can like shoot this? And he was like, yes, please do that. And I was like, okay, cool. Photos weren't great and that's fine. But like when I shot them, I was like, oh, this is the sickest thing. I'm going to start doing this to every show I see at strummers. 
Yeah. It's funny when I think about that venue too, it doesn't, I know it doesn't have like an area you can like, there's no like barrier there. No. Right. Yeah. So I don't think I've uh, ever seen it with a barricade. I I can't imagine it did. Um, But how did you, uh, do you remember how you made it work? Were you just like in the crowd shooting the stage or what did you do? Um, Yeah, honestly, I, so I think I might've been like one of the youngest people in the room. Um, And like the older dudes up front, they just kind of let me, they're like, oh, you have a camera, like just stand over here. And I would just stand by the amp and stuff. And then uh, Strummers would have this like little beer garden um, that has these like uh, benches on the sides. And I would just stand on there. I was like, oh, yeah, I can get the whole like crowd in the venue. Like this is sick. Yeah. How uh, how long until you kind of felt a little more... I guess, uh, confident in shooting live photography, like, did it take you a couple of years or was it, or did you start to kind of find your footing within the first year? I shot a lot of shows. Um, honestly, like my last semester of college, cause that's when I like started really going out to like shows in the Bay area. Um, I remember my like last spring break I spent in the Bay and I went to shows almost every single night and I was just shooting them because a lot of the bands were just my friends and I was like oh can I shoot this show yeah I saw this is before we were friends but um I saw you on the Thursday tour in Berkeley the one with basement yes okay yeah 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 god it's funny I feel like I've known you longer than that but I guess that makes sense because that tour was it's because I'm obnoxious on the internet (laughs) Could be. I don't know. No, you're not. You're fun. Uh, yeah, I just it's I feel like uh, I guess in my head, it's like, oh, I've known Kat for like five or six years. But I guess, yeah, I mean, that show was 20. I have a 2017. I have a post. Yeah. 2017. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. God, time. I mean, the last year really just swallowed up time. I, I Yeah. Can't. The last year just doesn't um, exist to me. Yeah. It's just, it's funny how it, like, I I just don't want it to be able to add to like anyone's life where it's just like to imagine like Touche being, you know, like now 12 or whatever years old. It's like, no, we're still like 11 years old. Yeah. That that year didn't count. No one got to do anything. I can't, I can't name like five things that I did last year. So (laughs) yeah, I'm straight up. I know I had a birthday. Um, You stopped by our apartment at one point. You met Lemon. Oh, yeah. Met, I met, met Lemon for yeah. the first time. Yeah, that was a, um, a major one. I uh, got coffee with Lemon. There you go. Uh, so with, uh, you met, you know, you mentioned you went to college for, for graphic design, and I know that's a big part of your life. It's a big part of what you do at Pure Noise. Um, when you, did you first intern at Pure Noise, just out of curiosity? I did. You did, yeah. So you went from intern to full-time, full-time yeah, gig. Yeah, I, um... So I first interned at Hopeless Records the summer before my last year of college. Um, And it was like a cool internship. Like I was doing it like a couple days a week and just kind of like there's where I kind of like understood what, you know, being a graphic designer in music was. Yeah. Like I was just making assets all day. Right. Um, Which I mean, is sick. And like at the time I was making like Snapchat filters and just every every type of graphic. Um, and then before I started college or, um, my last semester, um, me and, uh, Cahill at, uh, Pure Noise, we play video games together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I literally just hit him up one day and I was like, Hey, um, can I intern for you? And he was just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. 
I was like, okay, cool. Um, and initially it was just to get some like experience that I can put on a resume. Yeah. Um, and they kind of figured out like what I could do. Um, they had me learn video. I'd never really worked with video before. And they're like, can you learn this? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, why not? Um, and then from there they were like, we really don't have somebody in the off, like in house, um, that does like design and video. So we kind of want to push this into a job for when you graduate. Um, so I got real lucky there. Yeah. And how long have you had your position there now? Um, it'll be four years in like next week. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Congratulations. I mean, yeah, it's funny. It's like, cause we live in such a, a time when especially social media stuff is like ever evolving. It's like, do you find having to learn new things like that, like exciting or is it like, Oh, oh God. absolutely. Okay. So. I, lo- I, I love just constantly learning stuff. Yeah. There's literally no limit on the things that I'm like willing to learn. Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's, I, that's- I learned how to, I had to learn how to, you know, like navigate TikTok and stuff. <laughs> this year and I was like all right Gen Z watch out you can do this too <laughs> um I mean yeah that's a I mean that's a great that's a uh that's a, a great thing to have um uh, for you know someone who works at a record label where you know a lot of us are just getting older where it's just like oh now I gotta learn how yeah, to use you gotta, this thing you got you gotta keep up with the kids right and for because if you don't and you fall behind, like you suddenly, you know, become your parent and you're just and there's like, how do you use Facebook? Totally. Yeah. Which I, I can definitely say for a lot of record labels that, you know, we all know and are friends with. It's like very few, very few of us are keeping up with like TikTok and, and stuff like that, you know. So good, on, good on your label for uh, <laughs> for being ahead of the curve there. Is it hard to get your bands, though, to like be interested in doing in participating in a lot of that stuff? Yes. Right. I honestly, I think it's hard to get anyone who's not younger than 22. Right. Because for a lot of people, they're still like, oh, this is, you know, an app for high schoolers. Right. Or some of them are just bitter and they're just like, this is not Vine. <laughs> but like um, discovery um, on TikTok is wild. Like it's crazy how literally any video you make could you know, reach like 25,000 people or whatever. Right. I still haven't downloaded it. Cause I don't think I, I'm one of those old people. Where I'm like, I don't know if I know how to use this. You uh, should download it. Cause it's fun. <laughs> I was like that person. I was like, yeah. I don't know what TikTok is. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't need it. Like my little brother is 12 and right. usually I'll like, I'll ask him if things are cool. Um, <laughs> I was got to hit him up and be like, yo, how do we um, feel about this? Right. Um, I went home. So when I went home, like last week, I did the TikTok, like sheesh thing to him. And he was like, cat, stop it. We don't do that anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't even know what you're referencing, but it sounds, oh it God. sounds like, okay. you, it sounds like your, your, your brother it's definitely bi- checked you. Yeah. It's a, it's a big, big amongst the kids, but he was like, no, TikTok's not cool. And so I was like, all right, I'm not going to download it. Um, and then when I finally caved, he, he like heard me laughing at a TikTok. He was like, Kat, did you download TikTok? I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's sick. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I, I'm sure this actually goes back just a little bit, but um, you're obviously you work with and are affiliated with uh, the To The Front. Yes. And um, how did that come? Like, it feels like that um, collective is, is just like very organic in the way where my guess is that 
because I've, I've had a couple people from um, who, who've participated in uh, to the front on the show. And it seems like it was probably everybody's friends on the yeah. internet. And then all of a sudden was like, hey, I like your photos. Do you want to be a part of this? Is, is it fair to say that's, that's kind of how it was? Yeah, that's literally how it was, because um, my affiliation with it from the beginning was I made all the posters. Oh, right. Like I illustrate all the posters. Um, I make all of our, you know, like little like social things. Um, like we did a zine last year and I did the cover for that. Um, and then like once I moved to L.A. and I was like shooting, like actually shooting shows, um, we went out to Toronto. We had one in Toronto and that was the first time I'd ever shown photographs that I took. Like yeah, on how- somewhere other than Instagram. Right, because you've you've never done like a like a gallery showing on Mm-mm. of your own, right? It's always no. it's no, I'm too okay, nervous. Yeah. yeah, I was always too nervous to do those. So I was like, nah. I was like, this this works. This is this is good enough for me. Did it scratch any sort of an itch that you didn't know you had? Where you're like, oh, this is you know, this is like a different kind of showing off what I can do. Yeah, kind of because like at the Toronto one, uh, you know, like the Nashville one, the Boston one, a lot of our friends were coming out to it. Um, and it's, it feels like, like a show and tell almost mm-hmm. like we're just like excited to talk about these things and just like show off our work. Right. Was it hard for you to decide what photos you wanted to print? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, was it different for each one of your, for mm-hmm. each event? Yeah, yeah. I try and, I try and, uh, switch it up and thankfully because I shoot so many shows in LA, I did not have, um, I wasn't struggling to find some photos. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I've only, I've only been able to go to one of those events, but it, I mean, I, I just I I'm so psyched on that entire the entire collective. You know, like it's it's I just not only because the work is great, but it's similar to like how everybody's friends on the internet. It's like these are all like a lot of the people who are involved into the front are all people that. I've met just from touring and then meeting them at the show because they're shooting the show. And then it's like, Oh, that person's awesome. And now I'm, you know, we're friends on the internet with that person. And now all of a sudden they're all in you know, a part of this thing and they're all doing these gallery showings together. You know, it's like, it's just the coolest thing. Oh yeah. It's sick. And everyone knows I love friendship. I think friendship is the friendship. coolest thing. <laughs> and like with to the front, like it's sick. Like I, I don't think that I met everyone in person uh, when that, like, first show happened. Um, but now, like, what, three, four years later, mm-hmm. I think, um, like, Danielle is one of my best friends, and I see her so often. Right. So it's funny how things, like, work out. Totally. Yeah, no, it, it completely does. Um I was actually curious with um, if you went to school for graphic design and stuff, did you was there a moment where you found yourself more interested in doing that stuff than photography or was it always a balance? Um, I started out very um, more on the graphic design, like illustrator side. Um, So when I started, I guess, like putting my foot in the door with like, musicians, managers, whatever. Um, I was designing merch. I would just like, I would illustrate something and then I would just tweet it. Right. Bands like, Hey, do you need merch? What's up? Um, tweet me back. Um, so I was like, I was just making, uh, merch designs and like ad mats while I was, you know, finishing like my, uh, BFA program. Mm -hmm. 
And then um, I became more serious about photography, like, right before I moved. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, have, like, learning how to do graphic design and actually having, like, the the excitement about doing it, like, it opens so many doors. It's, like, it's, in a way, it's, it's, it's almost like uh, you're also never not probably being hit up by friends to help help them out with stuff i i, I made a oh, joke yeah. with nick nick from my band who's a graphic design artist who helps me who also is daily. straight up one of my favorite designers i think he's oh, so cool. sick i think he's oh. tight like everything he does is good he yeah he's he's something else and i'm always amazed at how fast he is at getting anything done to like it's it blows my mind but i made a joke to him i'm like yeah you're like the friend with the pickup truck yeah. It's like, <laughs> I always say you always need a truck friend. Yes. Yeah. Like I a, have a truck friend and I hit him up anytime that, um, something does not fit in my car. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hey, I got to pick up these, uh, 12 plants from the office and I can't put them in my car. Yep. So let that be a lesson to those listening that uh, are interested in getting into the field of graphic design. Just know that um, all of your dummy friends are going to be like, hey, could you help me design this thing yeah, real quick? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. When, literally when I started college um, and I was just like starting like my formal classes in graphic design, everyone's like, oh, can you, you know, help me design wedding invites? Help me design like birthday invites. Can you do this really quick? And I'm just like, OK. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it gets tough because, I mean, at, at some point you, you know, you feel like yeah, I should probably start charging people for some of this stuff. Has that ever been a thing that was tough for you because you're such a nice person? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, most of the time, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, you know, the Spider-Man meme where he's like pointing at himself yes. yeah. um, and it's just like, oh, what's your rate? What's your budget? Right. That's literally me with. Uh, my friends are like, oh, what's your rate? And I'm like, um, you can throw me whatever you want. I don't care. Right. Which which is also is it's like you're just I'm going to take the awkward and I'm going to put it on to you because that's now that's now you have to decide what I'm worth. And then that's on you right now. And I'm always like, yo, whatever, uh, whatever you can afford, like it doesn't matter to me. Like, it's OK. Right. Especially when it's just like a little thing. I'm like, no, please don't. Please don't do this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny. I'm actually curious, like, do you have, uh, has anyone ever asked you for, like, simple advice for getting into graphic design? Like, what what you would first tell somebody who's interested in doing something like that? Um, I have been asked, um, like, you know, like, oh, where do I start? Sure. Um, and I always just tell people, just start doing it. Like, I straight up just started... Um, I would just make illustrations based on songs that I liked. Oh, okay. Um, and I would email bands after, you know, tours were announced, and I'd be like, hey, do you have merch designs yet? Like, these are things that I can do. Yeah. So it's literally just Did, making things and asking people if you can, like... Have you had any experiences where, like, you got to design a shirt for, like, one of your favorite bands? Jimmy Eat World. You got to do Jimmy Eat World shirt? I got to do Jimmy Eat World. And was that just by, circ- by like, literally that kind of a thing? Like, you just hit them up and asked if you need anything or? Literally? Okay. So, so um, I took a screen printing class in college. Um, and for our final project, we had to do, like, a, like a lithograph. Um, and our professor was just like, all right, if you put words on it, like, make sure it's backwards. And I was like, man, I don't know what to do. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do a Jimmy Eat World illustration. I love Jimmy Eat World. Um, so I did it and I like got an A on it, tweeted at Jimmy Eat World. 
I was like, hey, um, I got an A on my uh, final project. Can I design merch for you someday? And they were just like, yeah, like jokingly. Yeah. Um, like, you know, like, sure. You know, like Jimmy World, like to me in college was massive band, like listen to them a majority of my life. Yeah. Um, and they were just like, yeah, like absolutely thinking like, oh, they're just being nice. It's fine. Um, like the next year they actually hit me up and they were like, um, we like your design work. Like, would you want to submit designs to us? And I was like, that's yeah. unbelievable. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like I would love to do that. Um, and then I didn't submit designs to them and they followed up and I ghosted them. Wow. Cause Impressive. I was too nervous that they were going to say no. Yeah. Oh, we don't Aww. really, we don't really like this or whatever. But did, so you ended up not getting anything printed or? Um, they ended up, um, I ended up seeing them like a week after my birthday and yeah. I like met up with their drummer and he was just like, oh, we like love your designs. Um, and then he hit me up because they were doing just like a string of shows and was like, we want to have like posters for each of these shows in the colors of, you know, like whatever sports team is oh, in the okay. area. Um, so like New York, they, we did like mess colors. Um, but it was sick. Like I did posters for them. Um, they put it on a shirt and I was like, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. That's so cool. As part of your job at Pure Noise, um, do you, do, do you like actually set up a lot of the merch for, um, for like a lot of new signed bands and stuff like that? Uh, or? yeah, sometimes I'll do, uh, like pre-order merch for them or, like specialty like posters or whatever so like um when the story so far record uh proper dose came out i did or i illustrated the amoeba posters oh cool for it and i was like oh this is so sick i love this so much but yeah like i'll help out with um whatever design stuff any band needs because, yeah, it's like I know a lot of bands on Pure Noise, like could be maybe on the younger side here and there. I know you, 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 there's some older bands that are on there, too, of course. But like um, I think something that's interesting with younger bands is sometimes they don't really know what their vibe is yet. Yeah. You know, like they haven't like a lot of bands don't think about what they want their album artwork to look like. Yeah. Or uh, things like that. It's for a lot of bands. It's just like it's a new ball game for them. Like they don't. They just need some guidance. Totally. Yeah. And, and I was curious uh, how that is with you. Like, do you feel comfortable, um, you know, proposing things to certain to like new bands and things like that? Or did that take a little time to kind of get the courage to, to, to do that? Because you just mentioned oh, it being, ab- nervi- yeah, being <laughs> nervous with Jimmy World. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely took some time. Um, like now I'm super comfortable. Like I can, um, you know, be like, oh, I think this is a good idea or it'd be really cool if we did this. Um, even with, uh, so part of my job is to take promos. Um, and in the beginning, like I was so nervous because, um, a lot of these bands, uh, maybe you can relate, but like they don't know how to pose for pictures. Sure. Especially like in the beginning, they're like, we don't, we don't know what to do. Like you have to pose them. Um, and that was a huge thing for me because I was like I can't tell someone what to do (laughs) um and I think one of the first bands I took promos of was uh Senses Fail and Buddy knows that I'm like an anxious person and I I can't tell people what to do at all um and he was like no no no, you're gonna learn how to tell people like what to do and he was like I'm not moving anywhere until unless you like tell me what I have to do 
And yeah. I was like, okay. And that's but now funny too, because they're like an older band too. Oh, they were my first favorite band. Oh wow! There you go. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty unreal situation. How oh, yeah, was that? That was that was yeah. that was a huge like full circle moment for me. Totally. Like my first AIM screen name was like based off like um, a census fail song. Okay. Nice. And now I'm just <laughs> out here just telling them what to do, like how to pose. Right. I mean, a thing that kind of comes around um, a lot on this show is, which I think is the coolest thing about kind of punk rock in general as just like a blanket punk rock is that because the ceiling is so low <laughs> if you work just hard enough you can end up working with your favorite band straight up anything is possible <laughs> like ge- like genuine like whether it's you start a band and your favorite you know your favorite band is fucking i don't know uh, uh earth crisis like you work just hard enough you, you might end up getting them. to open for open for Earth Crisis at some, you know, random festival or, or whatever it is in your hometown. You know, like these things, it's not impossible. And it and then that kind of translates to if you, you know, if you're not a musician and you want to, you know, start booking shows, you want to take photos. It's like you want to make shirts, you want to make shirt designs. It's like if you work just hard enough, chances are you could end up, yeah, designing something yeah, or taking up, photos. Nothing is impossible. You think that things are impossible, um, but, you know, yeah, if you work hard enough towards it or annoy someone enough on the Internet, um, <laughs> you can, you know, achieve whatever goals you want. True, true. Do you, do you have like a, a first like starstrucky sort of moment like that uh, to, or have we already covered it? Um, I think Jimmy Eat World was my like big one. Only because, like, when I first started, uh, you know, designing merch and stuff, um, it was all bands that I've, a lot of them that I've seen in person or, like, met them at a show and was like, hey, by the way, like, I design merch. Right. Um, So a lot of them were just, like, scene bands. Um, Oh, you know what? Actually, uh, I was sitting in one of my design classes one day and I got an email asking to do a show poster for hey mercedes oh wow and i was like oh this is the sickest thing ever and no one in my um program uh knew who hey mercedes was so i was excited by myself yeah but i think Uh, that was the first one where i was just like oh my gosh this is so cool i yeah i feel like hey mercedes is 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 uh is on the Got to be on the in with with the emo stuff because it's the post braid. I like Hey Mercedes more than braid. I'm, I'm in I that love small Hey Mercedes. Percent. That every night fireworks record. Oh. It, I, when, I, when I still had an iPod in my car, you know how like whatever's set up, like you, as soon as you turn your car on, it'll play the first song. Oh, it yeah. just keeps it always plays the first song that's in your in your mm-hmm. library. So uh, they have a song called A List Actress. Yep. And that song would start every time I turned my car on. And it just and after a while it drove me actually kind of insane. But um, that that's my I, I'm very very much a fan of that band. So that's cool. So they hit you up. Um, yeah, it was like some I don't. It wasn't them directly. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but like I, the band like had to approve it, and I was just like, this is sick. Yeah, I was like, I want to do this forever. That's amazing. That's so cool. Uh, well, shoot, I guess we, I mean, we can come to, uh, to the question I like to ask everybody once the show sort of wraps up is, uh, do you remember the first time where you felt like you were like doing the thing that you had been working so hard towards? 
you know, you uh, told me beforehand what this question was. So I had like a day and a half to think about it and I had not stopped thinking about it. Um, When I was in college and like designing, you know, merch for bands or whatever, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, this is sick. Like I'm doing, uh, you know, what I thought I was going to do. But I think I fully felt it. Um, when I started working for Pure Noise, I was like, I have an official like job title. Cause a lot of times like you get imposter syndrome where you're just like, uh, d- really? Like, I don't, it's okay. Um, yeah. and you just like doubt yourself and you're just like, oh no, I just got like super lucky. Um, mm-hmm. but I think once I started working for Pure Noise, that's when I was like, oh my God, like I'm actually doing the thing that A, I studied in college for and like B, like, I've always wanted to work in music. Yeah. Couldn't be a musician. The only instrument I ever really played was flute. Um, so. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, th- like, I assume you ended up having your own debt. You, like, you have your own desk and computer and, and all that sort of stuff, yeah. like, in the office or whatever. I mean, yeah, that's got to be a very surreal moment where you're like, okay, I, I'm not interning anymore. Like I work at a record oh, label. Oh yeah. Like I have, like, I'm a create, you're, you're, I mean, your position is, is, uh, is what creative. It's creative uh, director and brand it, ambassador. And, um, I think later this week I might add in-house scene queen to my email <laughs> signature. So. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, but you yeah. ride, you ride for scary kids, scaring kids. So that this is makes straight sense. up one of my favorite bands. Are you going Not to Furnace Fest? Um, you mean the fest that was made for MySpace Cat? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely. coming? I absolutely want to go. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that band is on that. So I paid I, I paid money to see Scary Kids, Scaring Kids last year. There you go. So. <laughs> I paid money? <laughs> yeah, I literally initially went by myself. I was like, oh, none of my friends want to go to this. It's just me. Yeah, it's like the Soul Asylum thing. For those listening Yo. at home... <laughs> For those listening at home, uh, the last concert before shutdown was uh, that Kat and I and uh, and our friend Mike all ended up at was uh, Soul Asylum and Local H at the Teragram Ballroom. Great show. Great um, show. I was also the youngest person in that room by... You certainly were. At least a decade. At least. At least, I, yeah. But I had the best time. I love Soul Asylum. Yeah, though they were great. Uh, I, I've revisited the, the couple of videos I took on my phone from that from that set a couple times. Where I'm like, oh man, music is good. Honestly, uh, I bought their CD a couple of weeks ago because I was at Goodwill and I saw it. And I still buy CDs for my car. Sure. And I was like, oh, this has to go in my car. Is it Grave Dancers Union? Yeah. Nice. Classic. It's a great record. That's uh, if if uh, if if the listeners can take another thing out of this podcast, it's uh, to go by Grave Dancers Union by Soul Asylum. <laughs> Highly underappreciated. I, I think it's such a good record. It truly it truly is. I, I had mean, the, such a big like Soul Asylum phase last year where they were the only band I was listening to like at my desk at work for like three months. How did they, I don't know if we talked about it. How did you find, how did you like get into them? Because I mean, that's, it's like a deep cut. And I mean, yes, they had a ton of records. They're affiliated with the same label that did the replacements, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, like even their hits were not that big in the early nineties. I knew their hits. Um, and I do this thing like every once in a while, like I constantly listen to just like, I guess like early nineties, like pop rock or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I'd always hear their songs on, uh, shuffle 
okay. or on like whatever playlist. And I'm like, man, I really, I really like this band. I'm just yeah. going to do a deep dive now. And I was like, man, this band rocks. My uh, coworker who sits, um, she sits like two desks behind me. Um, and she always laughs when uh, she can hear Misery <laughs> playing <laughs> on my computer. I remember one day I wasn't listening to Soul Asylum and she walked by and she was like, are, are you okay? Like, I didn't hear you play Soul Asylum today. I like, are you okay? Because you haven't been playing yeah. the saddest song. Oh, man. Yo, I've been uh, listening to sad albums at nine in the morning. Yeah. It doesn't I'm, even phase me anymore. Truly. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, well, Kat, this has been a blast. I, I'm glad we got to, I'm glad we got to do this. Uh, you know, the show, the show just coming back. Um, I knew you were going to be top, top of the list for, for guests when I, when this, when the podcast comes back. So thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out with me. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. That's our show. Thank you so much to Kat for coming on. Thank you for listening. And if you have a moment to subscribe to the podcast, if you haven't done that yet, please do so. And uh, if you have just an extra couple seconds to rate and review the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, that helps a whole lot. All right. I'll see you next week with a hell of a guest. Thanks so much.